Welcome to the Monday Morning Message, a podcast of Grace Community Church in Delaware. My name is Paul Shirley. I'm the pastor of Grace Church. And on the Monday Morning Message, we address biblical implications and life issues that maybe we didn't have the opportunity to on Sunday morning. And on this Monday morning, I want to think with you about the subject of spiritual courage. This is an issue that in our church we've been discussing with our men and some of our men's Bible studies, but this morning I want to think more about this issue of what it means to be courageous. And I think it's important for us to think about this subject for a couple of reasons. One, it's a subject that you don't hear a lot about but also because it's so countercultural in our age. We live really in what amounts to an age of anxiety. In fact, it seems like nowadays that if you aren't anxious about something, then you are accused of being irresponsible. If you don't express the the right amount of fear or anguish over all that's going on in our age, then it's just because either you're not paying attention or because you just don't care enough or you're being irresponsible if you're optimistic at all. We live in an age of constant anxiety. And so for us as believers, it's important for us to resist the sin of anxiety. And one of the ways that we do that is through spiritual courage. What is spiritual courage? Well, I think in large part, spiritual courage is rooted in a fear of the Lord that is greater than a fear of anything else. When you fear the Lord, when you revere the Lord, when you are more concerned with what the Lord thinks about your actions than you are about any other factor in all of life, you're going to be courageous. A lack of spiritual courage leads to compromise because it is more concerned with or afraid of temporal earthly results than it is concerned with what the Creator thinks about something. So really, when we're talking about courage, we're talking about the fear of the Lord. I want to make sure that I prioritize the Lord's opinion over an issue more than I think through what the consequences might be from an earthly perspective. I'm considering the eternal consequences more than I am considering the temporal consequences. That leads to spiritual courage. Lack of courage is compromise. True courage is rooted in conviction. And this kind of courage always leads to leadership, to leading, to to setting the pace. I think this is something that the church needs to really consider in our day. Rather than responding to the culture, rather than following the culture, we need to set a sanctified example of what it looks like to be wise and courageous in a fallen world. This kind of courageous spiritual leadership, it's absolutely necessary in the church, especially today. This kind of courageous leadership, it is the willingness to exert influence, make decisions, and communicate ideas clearly 
when circumstances are difficult, solutions are unclear, and the consequences are significant. In other words, it's the willingness to exert influence based on biblical principles, even in times when the consequences could be bad. From a Christian perspective, this kind of courageous leadership is not driven by personal opinions or self-promotion. Courageous spiritual leaders don't stick their neck out on the line for themselves, for their own ambitions, for selfishness, for anything like that. From a Christian perspective, this kind of truly courageous leadership is motivated by biblical convictions, rooted in truths that must be upheld because God said this is true. And this kind of leadership is also rooted in the conviction that people need Christ. We recognize that we live in a fallen world that will one day be burned up in judgment and that those who reject Christ will be judged at the same time. Well, that should motivate us to fight through our fears to fulfill the Great Commission. We're afraid of being embarrassed. We're afraid of saying the wrong thing. We're afraid of what might happen to our relationships. We're afraid of a virus. We're afraid of death. And all of these things, if we don't subordinate those fears to our fear of the Lord, all of those things will prevent us from keeping the Great Commission. When we look around at the world today, there are some who make it seem like everyone should just hunker down and, and, and isolate. And I understand the wisdom of following protocol and the wisdom of trying to prevent a disease from spreading. There are absolutely wise measures that need to be taken in order to protect the physical well-being of individuals. However, I don't think that we will be able to use this virus as a justification to the Lord for taking a year or more off from the Great Commission. We're not going to be able to stand in judgment and say, well, we we didn't fulfill your Great Commission in 2020 because there was a virus. And we still have a responsibility to make immature disciples. We still have a responsibility to follow the Lord. We might have to do that differently. We might have to do that with, with care and wisdom and think through it in ways that we've never thought through it before. But we have to have the courage to point people to Christ. That's where this kind of spiritual courage comes into play. That's, that's what courageous spiritual leadership leads to. It leads to sticking your neck out on the line, not for selfish ambition, but for Great Commission purposes. This kind of courage is so convinced that the Word of God is true and so concerned that other people come to know that truth that it's willing to pay any price necessary to lovingly lead people to follow Christ. And we have to have this same kind of courage. We have to have the courage to to make sure that there is no fear in our life that trumps our fear of the Lord. You say, well, what kind of what kind of influences lead to this kind of courage? What what leads to this Christ exalting courage? Well, 
From a biblical perspective, the language of courage is always used to describe acting decisively in faith. In other words, courage is is walking by faith even when the results aren't evident by sight. Psalm 31, verses 23 and 24 says, Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. So there's the principle. There's the promise. The Lord will preserve you if you are faithful. So what do you do? Well, even when it looks like faithfulness might put you in danger, Psalm 31, 24 says, Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. In other words, don't compromise. Stay strong in your convictions. Remain faithful and wait on the Lord to protect and preserve you. That's what courage looks like. Courage trusts in the promises of God and finds comfort in the character of God. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, so we are always of good courage. Well, how, how are you always of good courage? How do you always have courage in the face of a world filled with death and a world that is filled with sin? Well, there is a mentality that the Apostle Paul had in 2 Corinthians 5 that led to this kind of spiritual courage. Paul goes on after saying, we are always of good courage to say, we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away for the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. That's the key. That's the mindset. It's a mindset on the spirit, not a mindset on the flesh. It's a, a, a life that is predicated upon the promises of God, not driven by the desires of the flesh. When we walk by faith, we look at a situation and we recognize that we don't have to preserve ourselves, we don't have to protect ourselves. We just have to ask ourselves a question what would God have me to do in this circumstance? And then we trust God to protect us in those circumstances. That's what it means to walk by faith. And that's what it means to have spiritual courage. In fact, Paul goes on in this passage from 2 Corinthians 5 to say, yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So so here's another aspect of this courageous mentality. It is a prioritizing of eternity over temporal things. So, So the first part of this courageous mindset is the prioritization of faith. Second is prioritizing heaven and eternal matters. That's going to make us courageous in this age. When we have a fear of the Lord that trumps our fear of man, it leads to courage. When we have a mindset that is set on eternal things rather than temporal things, that's going to lead to courage. When we fear eternal consequences more than we fear temporal disappointments. That's going to lead to courage. And we have to have a mindset that we would rather be in eternity with God than to have everything we might want on this earth. That's going to lead to courageous spiritual disciplines. And to this, Paul goes on and says, so whether we are at home or away, 
we make it our aim to please him. That's really the heart of this courageous mindset. Our aim is to please the Lord. Again, we go into a circumstance and and we don't ask what is going to protect me. We don't ask how do I need to protect myself. Our first question is, what will be most pleasing to the Lord? When that is the aim of your life, you're not going to be distracted by the anxieties of this age. If you are concerned or worried about one thing and that's pleasing the Lord, you're not going to have to worry about spiritual courage. One last thing Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, he says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. In other words, if we're going to be courageous in life and we're going to live our lives with a clean conscience that comes from a fear of the Lord, then we have to remember that we are going to answer for all that we are doing now. And we don't have to answer to one another. The way people bicker and fight over their opinions, it's almost as if they think that they're going to answer ultimately to one another. But ultimately, you're not going to have to answer for your actions to me or some dude on Facebook who's commenting on your posts or anyone else for that matter. You are going to have to answer for your actions to the creator of the universe. That should drive your life. That should affect the way you view all that's going on in this world. It should affect the fears that you have in this life. If you want to be courageous from a spiritual perspective, you need to remember that reality. And really, 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 10, it describes the mindset of courage for us. It's a mindset that prioritizes faith. It's a mindset that prioritizes eternal matters. It's a mindset that prioritizes pleasing the Lord. And it's a mindset that always remembers that we will be judged by the Lord. That's really what will lead to true spiritual courage in your life. And really, when you think about it, true biblical courage is simply the confidence that God will act according to his word. True biblical courage is rooted in the kind of conviction that will lead you to act according to God's word, not your own wisdom, not the wisdom of this world, not the lies of Satan, but the truth of God. Those who are courageous in the Lord are firmly persuaded of God's truth. And you can tell it by the way they live. This is what the church needs to be. This is the, these are the kind of men that the church needs leading us. And this is what all believers need to strive after. We need to seek to be courageous in the midst of an age of anxiety. And by the way, if you're looking for a practical example of courage, the most courageous man who ever lived was Christ. He lived his entire life by faith in the Father. 
pleasing the will of the Father was his ultimate aim. He was on earth and serving on earth, not for temporal gratification, but for the eternal glorification of his name and of his people. He never traded a reverence for his Father in so that he could receive the approval of man. And ultimately, he did the most courageous thing that any human being has ever done when he went to the cross and he bore the wrath of God on behalf of sinners just like you and I. He did that so that we could be forgiven of our sins, including a compromise rooted in a lack of spiritual courage. And he did it so that we could be made right with the Father, so that through faith we could be saved. And he did it so that we could live lives of great spiritual courage. <laughs> 